This episode is a fun and lively conversation with Jill Masura about moments we don't feel like being responsible or in our power, the gifts and challenges of showing up as human and vulnerable, how addiction ended up being the greatest gift of Jill's life, and seeing our life through wisdom lenses. Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Embody Podcast, a show about remembering and embodying your true nature, inner wisdom, embodied healing, and self-love. My name is Candace Wu, and I'm a holistic healing facilitator, intuitive coach, and artist sharing my personal journey of vulnerability, offering meditations and guided healing support, and having co-creative conversations with healers and wellness practitioners from all over the world. All of the podcasts, including this one, are made possible by my work with clients one-on-one as well as couples and relationships. I am just shouting out to all of my clients out there who listen in and support this work by giving me ideas, by being present and engaging with the content, and by giving me feedback. I love working with my clients. I love to support them in feeling like themselves in feeling that they are the source of their own healing, that they can navigate their emotions with ease and truly know themselves so that they can live the life that they want and honor and love themselves at a very deep level. My clients and I work with any personal trauma, any overwhelming experiences that happened in the past in their soul or in the intergenerational experience that seem to affect them today so that they can truly feel free and at peace in their life now. If you'd like to see if one-on-one work is for you, if you want deeper support, more awareness in your life, or to feel more and not less, reach out to me for a free consultation, candicewu.com slash connect. So let's jump into this episode. Our guest today on the Embody podcast is Jill Masura. She is a personal empowerment coach, and she supports her clients in living their best lives with excitement of negative thoughts and behaviors. And she believes that your relationship with yourself sets the stage for all the other relationships in your life and that anything you want in your life is possible. About eight years ago, she began her career in helping people as a massage therapist. And through that work, she was able to help her clients release physical pain and began to study the body-mind connection. So over the course of time, her practice has evolved to include tapping or EFT, as some know it, and self-love and empowerment coaching. The first time I met Jill, I felt an instant ease in talking with her, and that's because she shows up just as so human. And here in this episode, we talk very vulnerably about what's going on in our personal lives and what we're struggling with. So I hope you enjoy this kind of raw experience of our conversation. So without further ado, here is Jill. Well, I have the pleasure of having Jill Masur here again for the, what do you call it? A double take? Part two. Part I don't two. know. <laughs> Hi, Candace. Hi. <laughs> so good to have you. So nice to be here with you today. Well, this is what we're talking about. This was last time. What about that? Are we going to pick terrible. that up? Let's see what happens in the recording. But they haven't been doing this all morning. Yeah. We might be going yeah. in the closet, Candace. We might have to go in the closet. <laughs> I'm really dying to go in the closet, you know. Wait. 
This is more like it. Our own experiences and ability to be vulnerable about the truth of those experiences is really what moves the world. It's really what people lean into so much more than a fancy office or the perfect Instagram page or you know, just put, hanging a shingle out and calling yourself a coach. If you lack the vulnerability, if you lack the empathy, if you're about yourself <laughs> um, or thinking that you have some wisdom that needs to be packaged and imparted, um, it trips the space up a little bit. In, of connection with, with people. It's a head game every day, I think, for people who put themselves out there publicly and have declared, you know, a line of work for themselves, is that there needs to be some, some standard of perfection attached to it in order for it to connect to people. But whatever it is, is going to connect to whomever holds that dynamic as so if i think i need to be perfect then i'm going to connect with the crowd who thinks that they need to be perfect and that's not my message at all and here's a little more a little girl trying on her mom's clothes and shoes and makeup and they don't fit but she's pretending you know she's that i she's yeah. idealizing and saying i want to i want to be like you but it never fits and it looks put on it looks like and that and that's what happens when cute as it is right that's what happen when we happens when we put on other people's lives we become like other people so you know it never ever fits and we're here to have our own closet full of clothes you know that that work for us and not just because they're trendy right and metaphorically speaking but you know not just because some style expert said that this is what we need to be wearing we need to be able to literally have a metaphorical closet full of clothes that feel like they fit us right and a life and a life that fits us and then we found out that only half the recording was there that's right yeah and you were such a good sport you're like we'll just do it again oh yeah oh what are we gonna do right <laughs> Well, we know. will. We'll just do it again. And that's yeah. why we're here. Yeah. And isn't that just the thing? Like, one of the things I hate the most is actually redoing things. I don't know what it is about redoing, but this one felt good. I was so excited to no, I see felt you again. I, exactly the same feeling that I had coming and driving out here this morning. It was like, oh, we're just going to get to do it again. It was like, we get to. Yeah. You know, I not felt like that. we have to. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, I, in fact, I felt that. At the time, right when we discovered that one of the tracks didn't record, and yep. um, and so you know, uh, well, here we are again. But it's just an opportunity to to reconnect, you know, around yeah. some different information, possibly or whatever comes up. So yeah, it's I all guess good. we wanted it's more time good. together. <laughs> I think so. There, there you go. Yep, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> so let's share with all the people out here listening. I would love for you to share. Jill, what you do, who you are, um, give them a sense of, of you. Sure. So I am Jill Masura, and I am uh, many things, but I am a woman and a wife and a mother, a friend. I am a life coach, and 
I a am. really good one. Oh, thank you so much. Um, and a, a human, I think, just um, having having human experiences that are rich and um, informing and um, inviting. And so um, it's good, you know, it's a, it's a good life. Thank you. Yeah. It's so refreshing to see and hear you speak. I got the opportunity to be at your workshop a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, the tapping. Yeah, yeah the EFT mm-hmm. tapping workshop. And just seeing your presence on social media. I love your Instagram posts where you just are so real. You cut to the chase of things. And so that piece of being human, I can really feel that presence, your presence of being human behind your words and Thank behind you. how you communicate. Thank you so much. I think um, for me, that's how I have to sort out information is sort of <laughs> like coming through it to the bottom of it or the bottom line of it um, mm-hmm. and how how I'm affected by that. And so it's sort of like bottom lining experiences or, some, or something. I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if like, I'm saying that right. It, um, it's like distilling like, it to the bottom line yes. or... Yes. To the essence of something. The essence. That's a good way of putting it. How it has made sense for me, maybe. Yeah. Um, or a jumping off point or some kind of conclusion of the moment, you know, that that we've drawn from a life experience that um, is this. I, I always say to anybody who talks about my Instagram page or any of the quotes, uh, most of those are just things that I say to myself. Honestly, they're just mm-hmm. things that have come up through a thought something that may have tripped me up during the day and I sort of process it and and what comes out um, is what you see there. So yeah. Yeah. We're just encouraging people to go a little bit deeper, you know, with like the root of what, what our essence is instead of just what we're reacting to, you know, on the surface. So. Right. Like what the um, pattern is or what. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you, how do you take your experience and distill it down? Right. Just some kind of, you know, I, I, I hate to say lesson because, you know, yeah, um, that's not really the point. It's more of like exploration. Like, think about it this way, you know, maybe a shift in perspective or something, which we can all use. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have mm-hmm. my hand you know, the highest in the air every day. All day. I'll take a shift in perspective any day. <laughs> I definitely have a high hand in the air on that one. <laughs> I need it the most. <laughs> so really, truly, it's just things that I say to myself. So it's kind of like this. Check yourself, you know, some of those yeah. things are, uh, you know, check yourself moments. Like, what is this really about? Yeah. Are there any moments that you are checking yourself on now, nowadays, or this last couple of days or week? Oh, that is an awesome question. Um, definitely, yes. For me, like the constant work is checking yourself on the things that you're reacting to with other people. For example, something that's just ongoing right now is something that uh, I'm married for 23 years, and your relationships are such a reflection, right, of what's going on inside of you. Absolutely. And they're just an awesome opportunity to really work, but sometimes we don't feel like it. You know, we just, (laughs) you're going, yeah. I can relate to that. Right. Sometimes we really want to make it about this other person. Like Mm -hmm. it's you, you, you know, like it is not. But 
my reaction is my responsibility at all times, right? So I love knowing that and I hate knowing that too, uh, you know, yeah. right? That's what well, calls the, you to responsibility, I, calls you to look at yourself. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I don't want to be responsible for my reactions <laughs> today. Can I please make that about the other person? And they may be, you know, forcing a mirror, right? Yeah. A, like I didn't want to go through that today or but it's uh, or I wasn't expecting that to happen today. I wasn't expecting this reaction. And I'm really like thrown off track by it. And so that was, you know, this that was happening. Something happened yesterday. And I just really am struggling to let go of like, it's not about that person. It's my reaction to that person. I might not love what they're doing or how they interpreted something or how they went about you know, some way behaving some way. I may not agree with it, but my reaction to it is my responsibility to take care of. So um, that's certainly um, pretty high on on the list of things that are challenging me um, to something higher today, for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. All our personal relationships do. That's what yeah. they're for. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm blessed, right? I'm blessed by the opportunity. I have to you know, I'm shifting back between that and I'm upset by what's happening and I'm grateful for the opportunity. I'm upset by what's happening. I'm processing that, but I'm also really grateful and blessed to have a relationship that that creates opportunity for me to learn something more about me. Mm -hmm. I think that going back and forth of looking at yourself, feeling the upsetness, feeling the reaction, like, yeah. It's all there. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like you're embracing all of that. And you have this relationship that's safe to do so. Yes. Safe inside, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, that's mm -hmm. the relationship that matters the most is the relationship that we have with ourselves. Are we a safe place mm -hmm. to come when we're confused? Because that back and forth, you know, you're what you can't see Candace doing is she's like moving her hand sort of back and forth. We feel that in our body, and it's really uncomfortable when we're in that space, you know, of sorting things out. Um, for me, I really feel that deeply in my actual body, mm -hmm. and it's uncomfortable, and it's unsettling, and I just want to be, like, in a better feeling about it. But what makes, you know, what causes me to be in that better place? It's the actual process of the sorting. Yeah. So I have to go through it. Like, there's no way around it. I can't jump over it. And hope to learn the lesson. I can. We can all jump over it and try to numb out or try to just be distracted some way, but we're not going to learn from it. You know, we're just kind of avoiding the truth of something, you know, and it could be a great truth. It could turn out to be something that's, that's really, really valuable, even though it's in our nature to kind of skirt around. It's not really right. always in our best interest to do that. Yeah, that avoiding is is just not digesting Right, uh, the experience you you can't eliminate the stuff that doesn't yes. go. You can't take in the good parts of it, the insight. That's um, incredible that you say that. I'm sorry to just cut you off, okay. but I'm like I'm literally feeling this circumstance like in my gut right now, like in yeah. my di just below my diaphragm. It's just sitting there, and when you say digesting, I'm going. It hasn't moved down. You know, it's just like. Yeah, kind of right there. Just like <laughs> wait, it's like, like your full gut. Don't forget about me, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, the stomach, the holder of information, definitely like, right there, oh, calling you. So yeah. prevalent in me. Is yeah. it for you too? 
For me, well, I was telling you before we got on air, I was really nervous about this um, this recording of this podcast because of the first time when we failed, I felt like, oh, if only I did something different. But what we had done was a new way of recording this. Uh-huh. And so this time I was just really anxious about getting it right this time. So we, we'd actually have what we talked about. Yes. And to be able to honor that and share it. So there's that. And the thing that I'm checking myself on is that um, I'm about to leave for Utah and Arizona oh, for the retreat great. that I'm having oh, as well. so good. Yeah, I'm excited. And we have about 10 days beforehand where my partner and I are traveling and I'm letting myself have this complete rest at that time. But pushing myself beforehand and getting everything set up beforehand and there are things that I took on to my plate that I felt like, could I have done this before a big trip where I'm trying to like oh, get yeah. work ahead? And so my checking myself is where I'm feeling fatigue and tiredness and thinking, where's the root of that? Mm-hmm. What is it just a matter of I took on too much? Why do I take on too much? Mm. And uh, that just have gets you to an all my yet? stuff. Well, it's. A little bit. It's just tapping back into the stuff that always has been and has been worked through, feeling feeling of not enough or that I have to do it a certain way. Mm-hmm. And there is this framework of what I think I should be doing mm-hmm. in terms of even when I've chosen the things in my life that I love. Yes. Somehow I still like can wander into the framework of yes, it has to be this way. Yes. And it has to be once a week. This oh. podcast goes out. Oh, or, I so get right? it. Right? Yes. And so, I work with letting myself be fluid and changing my mind, letting it be different, different weeks, not doing something that I've set out to do, even if I wanted to do it, and just mm-hmm. letting myself rest, integrate things, and slow down a lot. That's so important. Just that word integration, it made me feel calm. It makes me feel calm, right? Because if Mm -hmm. we just go from, you know, I actually visualize you just sort of sitting there and then all this stuff's like calibrating around you. You know, these little Mm -hmm. like thought bubbles, right, are kind of like merging into each other and then just washing over you and becoming part of you. You know, when we hold ourselves to some rigid, you know, calendar or some kind of um, process, right? That we just, there's a lot of information about that, you know, in our relationships with ourselves there. A lot. There it's, is it's a like, lot. It can feel like it's very subtle though to go, could, to, go to, to distilling it. Yeah. I ask myself, what does tired mean? Oh, what does exhaustion mean? People say that to me all the time, that they're very tired. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a great question to ask ourselves, like, what does tired mean to mm-hmm. us? And for me, it it pulls me all the way back to times in my young life that I felt like I was responsible for everything. And so it just has its remnants, its residue that show up now. and Like an uh, overwhelm? Well, or is it different? It is. Yeah, it is an overwhelm. Um, there's a feeling of being responsible for everyone's feelings when I'm younger mm-hmm. and uh, something I've worked with a great deal and where I can fall into it again is when I'm tired or 
or oh. slowly, gradually, it's it's kind of one and the same. Like maybe chicken that's and part egg of kind of thing. It, yeah. Am I tired or am I this or am I this or am I tired? Right. Yeah. You know, am I feeling overly responsible? Right. And where did it start or is it just all a part of the whole being? Yeah. And I get just, that about, you know, what, of course, with when you're setting up an experience for people, you want them to have the best possible experience that they can have. And so there is a lot of responsibility tied to that, mm -hmm. you know, from mm -hmm. before we came on air here today, you were telling me about the menu, you know, the Ayurvedic, I mean, Ayurvedic chef come and cook for the individuals on this retreat and being able to create a menu. And I'm thinking, how amazing, you know, is that? But there's also this, oh, you know, I got to bring in everybody's yeah piece of that and what's going to be relatable or likable, you know, for all the people. And, and that's mm. from the menu to the activities, to the exercises, the whole experience. And, you know, when you hold that kind of space, you have absolutely everything in you to do it. I, I witness you. I see you. I feel you. I mean, you're incredible, incredible force in this world. Um, but it Thank can you. be tiring, right? To oh, be yeah. holding so much information for so many different people at one time. And then like, where am I in this? You know, did you put yourself on the list of, of uh, oh, yeah, people coming? I have to yeah, all the time. time. <laughs> it's like the only way I'll get to it if I'm like, Candace is on my calendar. I love it. Formal name. Candace. Yes. Yeah. Well, speaking. But sometimes of, we need it. You know, we. Yeah. Act, it seems silly, right? If we have are not right. in this practice of self care and self awareness, but if you need to put yourself on your own calendar, really on it, you know, on your yeah. phone, do it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Whatever works. Whatever. I don't gets care what you. it looks like. You know, I don't, I really don't. And I mean, exactly. at this point, I have zero concern about that. But it's. Like if that, you know, we, if your pattern and habit is to put yourself last, well, at least you're on the list, right? Yeah. You well, know? Right. <laughs> Just make sure That's you're a good on way to there it. somewhere. Yeah. Right. 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 So it's so, going to be amazing. Your retreat oh, is going to be amazing. You. Yeah. I look forward to it. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of food, last time on, you know, the original podcast that we did, we talked about your roots in the work that you do now in life coaching mm -hmm. and addiction and food mm -hmm. and recovery. Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to share your story with our listeners sure. of how you got to where you are today sure. and what transpired for you. Oh, um, yeah, that's a, it's a, I just got like a little, you know, kind of rush inside of me about yeah. that. Um, just the suggestion, I think, of, of being vulnerable about that. Um, as many times as, as I've shared the story or any, any of us have shared the story um, of our, a piece of our life or um, maybe a large portion of something that happened, it's, it's vulnerable, you know, it, is, yeah. it never becomes like a rote kind of thing that you just, for me, it hasn't anyway. Um, well, I think that's the beauty of it because it means something and it's part of you and it's part of your story. And to put it out into the light is if you are doing it in a vulnerable way, it's going to, or in a connected way, it's going to feel vulnerable. Yeah. 
It definitely does, but it feels also like urgent or something. I don't, I don't know if that, mm-hmm. if that makes mm-hmm. sense and hard to boil down. That's what I think it, maybe it is. It's just yeah. hard to boil down, you know, just say, you know, I struggled with an eating disorder and an addiction to alcohol for a couple decades is, is a hard, you know, it's like, wow, now it's out there. That's a, the timing around it and the persistence and confusion. I think for something to have gone on that long is, it is what it was, you know, it's, um, I developed an eating disorder when I was um, 16 years old. I think it had its roots long before then. Looking back and really uncovering, like, how did this dynamic begin inside of me? And why did I choose? You know, that was just the choice I made around the dynamic that was already in me, Mm -hmm. um, was to, to pick food, a relationship with food, and then eventually a relationship with alcohol as kind of the equalizer like numbing you know because there was so much anxiety and shame and depression right and it just all swirled around in in my young self and I didn't really know I didn't have a lot of coping mechanisms you know at 16 like what do we really know and this was this was the like the 80s you know long before a lot of personal development certainly before it was uh, really a career or, you know, on the forefront of how people work um, within the framework of who they are and maybe some of their struggles and challenges. There weren't a lot of places. There was traditional talk therapy and there weren't really a lot of places to go for self-exploration that weren't just like a behavioral kind of model, right? Just stop doing that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. don't just do that anymore. Don't do And it, nobody do ever else. really took it to the level of why am I doing that in the first place? And that's just like that Instagram feed. That's where this whole, you know, yeah. the whole like who I am today comes from. I want to get to the root of how this all started. Mm-hmm. And then what we do there with that is really the work. That's the that's the work. That's the like, for me, that's the it of like all it's, you know, if I say like Absolutely. right there. That's when we get into that like, what was this? What created this? Was it shame? Was it vulnerability? Was it fear? Was it something that actually happened? You know, some kind of trauma, some kind of childhood experience that created this inner dynamic going on with with like you and yourself, you know? Once I identify it, that's not enough. Like, how do I heal it? How do I come into that space with myself about where something actually started mm-hmm. inside of me and Find love around it. Find acceptance around it first, really, because, you know, I mean, step one in in AA, right? You know, in for Alcoholics Anonymous is admitting that you have a problem, right? There's there's an acceptance around it. That's how change starts for any of us on the wheel of change. You know, if you're looking at the process of it, the first step in change is awareness, right? Mm -hmm. So identifying and becoming aware and there. You know, both um, disordered eating and alcoholism have such roots in denial. You're just constantly turning away and avoiding, turning away and avoiding and then numbing, right? Or numbing with food, numbing with alcohol. No doubt there's, you know, what I've come to discover is that there's a tremendous amount of chemistry inside, like coming from the brain that is actually being helped 
you know, temporarily by both of those things, right? You know, when we eat, all the feel-good hormones flow into the body and, you know, it feels right. That's that's how food addiction starts. It's actually, you know, we're looking to really fix our chemistry with ourselves, yeah. right? And it's like, I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't ever judge what somebody's choosing. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me when I can understand what's going on with them at a deeper level. Of course yeah. you chose food. Of course you drank. Of course, you know, right? Like, yeah, it kept you alive. It was a coping skill, mm-hmm. you know, coping mechanism, right? So that's why it's like, oh, you'll pry this out of my dead. Freaking right. cold hands, you know, right? Right, like, right. Don't touch. You don't, 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 don't. I don't care if it looks like I'm harming myself or killing myself with this. Um, if you knew what it did for me, you know, you'd never think to take it away. So there's that whole very confusing. That's a very powerful statement. Yeah. If you knew what it did for me, you'd never take it away. Right. You would never ask me to give it up. Mm-hmm. And so there's like, I can't trust you because you don't get me around people who want to judge you or people who even care so much. I mean, you know, my family cared that I had an eating disorder. They they weren't like, oh, well, you know, I get that she's using it to cope, but they didn't really understand the dynamic that was underneath it and that that needed, you know, that they were involved in that. And mm-hmm. the whole, when one person in a family is uh, hurting it's the whole dynamic of the family, you know, that's nobody's yeah. living in a bubble, right? In, a, in in any relationship. You know, it's a, really about exploring that that type of thing. I, I I joke like I was my first client, right? You know, I really was. Yeah. I, I all of the processes and and uh, systems of awareness and support and the the kinds of things that that I went toward um, to help me find some kind of sense about like, how the hell did I get here? You know, it wasn't, it's not enough to just say, I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not right. going to, you know, eat and throw up or starve myself. Like it's, it's not enough. I mean, that's definitely the first step to separate yourself like from a behavior in a very deliberate way. But then what? Then it all, all mm. the feelings, all the sensations, all the thoughts, all the beliefs come like rushing back up. And then you're just in that fight without your coping skills. <laughs> so it's like, I, I get why people go back, go back and forth. Absolutely. Right. I yeah. really want to quit, but I don't have any other way. So I need to, I needed really to develop um, with those two things in play in my life. I needed to develop a very strong understanding about what it was that had brought me into that relationship with myself and then um, how to support myself moving forward in a way that felt good, um, didn't feel forced, that felt accepting and loving and forgiving. And that's that's how I work with, you know, my clients today is really too. It doesn't, mm-hmm. everything kind of has the same, same sort of dynamic for healing. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Yeah. It really does. Yeah. It, and here in your story, what I hear in, in as I like filter it into, into my experience and what I'm hearing you say is that you looked for the wisdom of what drinking and eating brought you. Yeah. And in, in a way, in a very deep way, honored that. Yes. And the, the only way you can move past is to honor that, what it did for you. And what it helped you with and how it, it did save you in ways. Yeah. I saved my life, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, people who 
who say, I have a problem and I'm willing to bring that out into the light and look for some kind of support or help to move through that. Those are, these are my heroes. I mean, these, you know, anybody who says I have a problem in my life and I want to get help for it or help myself around it is a hero to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, we can look at, at behaviors. We can look at things that patterns in our own life and we can vilify ourselves for them, or we can just kind of rescue ourselves from them. Right. Either you are so powerful. We're all just so powerful to make whatever choice we want to make in our life about how we want to move forward. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me, vilifying any part of myself, just I, I spent way too long in in that kind of um, relationship with myself where I wanted something, but I didn't really want to change. And, you know, I was judge the judging and the judging and the shame. And, you know, um, around that, I had spent so much time. I didn't even think it was possible to have any other relationship with myself, you know, but I was, Mm. thank God for really this, this powerful little voice inside of me that, that kept coming, you know, trying to swim up to the surface and, uh, help me, you know, break free that said, there is something in here that you can, that you can trust. Just keep looking for it. Just keep looking for it and stop, you know, first stop doing what you're doing, but look for the wisdom. Oh, thanks. Thank goodness for that voice. Yeah, right. That part of you that got yeah, preserved spirit. through it all. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. How do you feel telling this story? Now? Good. I feel good. Um, you know, this is uh it's easier and easier for me to be transparent about my experiences. I think when I realize what it you know, there there is the vulnerability in the beginning. Like, ooh, take a deep breath and just go, <laughs> just, yeah, just start talking, right? But once we do, there's so much relief. There's just so much, like, you know, not only thank God I'm not there anymore, but thank God I did discover the wisdom. Thank God I learned something deeper, a different way to be with myself. And I'm on the other side of that now, you know, and how do I, how can I stay here? That's also mm-hmm. part of it. Mm-hmm. How can I stay? Because life, we don't really know. We're not really sure what's going to happen like in the next hour, in the next day. And if there might be something there that is triggering or kind of subtly calling us back to oh, some old patterns that really didn't serve us. Um, so we need to be, I'm not saying hypervigilance in any way, but we need to really keep this. What, what I mean, it tur- as it turned out, I never thought I would say this ever, but you know, having an eating disorder and alcoholism has turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. The best thing ever, because it brought me forth in the healing. It brought me fully forth in the healing. And so when I'm not feeling like I'm fully transparent or like I don't want to be, there's also information there to say, you know, what is it that's making you feel like you want to kind of dip back here? Because that's that's mm-hmm. a danger zone for me mm-hmm. and for any of us, yeah. right, who have overcome something. It's like we don't really, you know, not only do we not know what's up ahead and if it's going to be something that really tips the scale like to like drag up, yeah, kind of draw you back yeah. into old patterns of being that are so deeply ingrained Um in us. I see that as our spirit wanting us to solidify ourselves more. 
and go back for whatever is there that's still lingering or open or the residue of the pattern or feeling that's not yet digested. It's calling us to look again, but maybe look differently. Yeah. Not do the same thing that did happen, but to look at it, give it a different kind of attention or a different kind of tool. Now that you have so many, now that most of us have more now than before, I think. Can't say that for everybody, of course. But yeah, when we're drawn back to a pattern, it's something that we need to learn from, I think. Yeah. And heal. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It is. It's it's this undigestive or unreclaimed piece of us, you know? And so it's just an opportunity to say, hold on a minute. If everything is how I choose to see it, how am I choosing to see this? You know, what kind of relationship am I in with with what's going on right now? Um, so I I just find personally for me to say, if I find myself in some kind of hard pattern, you know, judgmental pattern uh, around my something that I'm doing or thinking or a belief, or if I'm in some sort of uh, resistance, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it has to be this way or, uh, or I don't want to move. Uh, those two things are the way that I do it, but we, we do, we all do resistance different ways. Um, tired is a res- form of resistance, right? There's more information. How can that, you know, if this doesn't really feel good to be in that kind of resistance with what's going on, then I can come in and say, how can I come in here with, with some acceptance? How can I come in here with some soft kind of like putting a baby on your lap or like getting in a warm blanket? You know, how can I like take this situation and be gentle with myself around it, be kind with myself around it? Um, That's what allows us to let go of things not you know the the other pattern the resistance the judgments that just really um causes us to almost like bear down you know double down on it and you know grip harder so i'm just i feel like for most of us harder is the opposite of what we need we need to be softer and letting go a lot more a lot more maybe that's the whole lesson Mm. I have been thinking about Mother Earth versus Mother Ocean. Oh. Uh, it's not something that was very much in my, I don't know, in my awareness. We always talk about Mother Earth. Thinking of that Jimmy Buffett song. Oh, what's that? I don't know. It's like Mother, Mother. I think it's about <laughs> sailing or something or Mother Ocean. Or, I, I don't know. know there's something. One. Oh, interesting. Okay. We're going to have to we'll look it up. That one. <laughs> yeah. It's. Interesting because I think there are times for both. Mother Nature is this like feminine, warm, gentle, holding everything, all loving, unconditional place. And I think Mother Ocean is more of this stern witness, firm, the waves crash right into you, and you're just steady with not much feeling towards anything that's happening. And I don't mean in a in a turned off way, but just like letting it rush right through you. And there it is. And so I, I play with the balance of both of those. Mm-hmm. And they are there to balance each other out. Mm-hmm. Trying to think of the expression, maybe like an, uh, 
like Native American proverb or something, and it says, um, oh, let me get this right. Earth tells water where to go, but water tells earth how to look. Can you say that again? Earth tells water where to go, and water tells earth how to look. As your stomach is letting go, I love that. Yeah, my stomach just right? went, went like, for me, that's really an expression of something like like a truth. That's a tell in my body, like like truth. Yeah. For me, when my stomach does that, it really is. It's like relaxing. Something moves and, through. <laughs> <laughs> Candace is digesting yes. on this podcast. No, yeah, I this like information. Digesting. But water and earth. It's interesting. Um, I have studied polarity therapy. I spent three years studying it um, in depth, and it's based in Ayurveda. And also mm-hmm. an orthopedic um, manipulation of the body, mm. but it's a it's a energy healing uh, therapy, and like more in the applied applied kinesiology realm. Right? Yes, okay. yes, it is. And um, working with the positive, negative, and neutral uh, neuter and energy in the body and the different patterns that it has, but also working with the elements. You know, the five elements that are present uh, in in all of us and. As you're saying this, Mother Ocean, Mother Earth, I'm thinking those those actually reside like in a mm. in an oval. Um, those shot, the mm. earth and water elements reside together, and they're the only two that do. So it's really fascinating. Interesting. Like, our, like right our, in the like low, lower right pelvic here. area, yeah. And, the f- and then fire has its own, mm-hmm. right? And um, yeah, and air. Ether has has its own oval, so yeah. I know we're kind of drifting into uh, totally energy work here. stuff, but yes. it's interesting, right? the The expression of water and earth, stability and flow, stability and flow, stability and flow, um, and how we can be because I get very, very flowy, right? You know, and then like, oh, you know, I feel like I'm completely untethered. And I get stubborn and I get no, very resistant. So that's how I see Mother Ocean and Mother Earth working like within Intent. me mm. is that I go to extremes in both um, mm. elements. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you relate to that? Uh, yes, I do. I think that's why when I started to say it about Mother Ocean, I started to hesitate because I was thinking, well, there are definite times where I have that more witnessing aspect of me the the steadier part of me that doesn't really I, I think I'm struggling to find words for this experience of witness that is in a very neutral way very neutral mm-hmm. and it doesn't come with like all sorts of love it just watches it mm-hmm. and it helps but I think that there are times where I go into one or the other a little too much maybe or off balance where the other is just needed a touch at least mm-hmm. or to find find some sort of gray zone in between mm-hmm. some sort of balance i don't know but it's fun to be able to use those tools or draw upon that Isn't it? sense of that yeah whenever it's needed or yes. to ask myself what's needed yes anything that lends to wisdom itself to wisdom around our experiences is is worth it you know i mean that's what i seek that's that's what i enjoy that's what i'm drawn to in this life you know it's the wisdom it's the lessons it's why the why you know as much as i love the um, information seeking i really love coming through a process either with myself or with another person 
um, into some form of wisdom that is helpful, mm-hmm. right? Because there's there's all kinds of, you know, we can say, I, I get it, but how are we getting it? Are we getting, you know, I, I get why that happened and it was all terrible, or I get why that happened and I accept that it might not have been the way that I wanted it to go down, but it's part of what's brought me, you know, here today. So um, it's better for me to move for you know to move forward if I can look at that and with some kind of acceptance and love and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What what level of yourself are you looking at it and saying I get it? Right. Like, what is the getting it? You know, I get it. I shouldn't touch the stove. Kind of thing. <laughs> versus I get it. The whole reason behind that was this belief in myself or this thought I had about the way the world worked. Mm-hmm. Totally different story. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what any of us at any time are really dealing with is, is uh, what story are we choosing to tell ourselves? You know, I prefer stories that make me feel better. Stories with happy endings, right? That That's, that's what I seek out and that's what actually informs and uh, transforms my life uh, on a daily basis is how how are we taking this all and moving it to something that you know has a happy ending? I struggle with that because I want that on one hand, mm-hmm. and then that can go into this sort of evaluating kind of place, mm-hmm. right? Like this is the good, the good ending, well, like this two is columns, the bad ending. Yeah. yeah, or right, you know, of it's course all there's a good ending, something in between, right? So that's like, how I. That's what I think, but. Well, <laughs> is it? <laughs> but then there's also seeing life as it is, the not needing to have good endings and what that brings us or why something's here or just experiencing it with a neutrality. I find that that gives me the feeling of wholeness more so than striving for the happy thing. Interesting. More. And yet it's not. I kind of hear you say like just accepting of the whatever thing. Not good, not bad. Just this is what's happening now or this is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of peace there. Yeah, there is. You said just the neutral when you said just to be a neutral observer and not going in one direction or the other with like any kind of judgment around it that made me feel very peaceful you know that mm-hmm. that visual i think of just being a neutral observer in our life it's hard it's definitely hard yeah. when the sensations kick up in the body right you know and and we don't like how something feels to put it in a column right this is good or this is bad or i don't you know uh, yeah because of our physical sensations that surround it. But to be able to pause, take that pause and find some sort of neutrality before doing anything or judging anything or is is amazing. Yeah. I mean, will we will we ever I mean, this is just a silly question anyway. It's silly and not so silly, but will we ever come to that place of neutrality? Or will we always see things through the lens of good and bad? Yeah, I don't think we ever can because we try everything's to. We try in, to say everything's, everything's in play all the I, time. I mean, we're human beings having human experience here, and within us are all is the entire spectrum of experience. So it's 
you know, to find moments of neutrality, I think is incredible and amazing. Mm-hmm. And that's where spirit lives, right? In those like, in the ether, in the in-between of things. Um, and yeah. us too, is uh, that there's also these other other forces that hold everything together, that hold the entire universe together, are, is also what's holding us together. So, you know, we vacillate like, in a flow of all of, of the all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it, it's something I grapple with. You know, there's the sensations inside that tell you something's preferable or not, something's right or not for you. But I think when we take things into a broader idea to say things are right for the world, it's hard for, for humans, I think, to to be neutral about that because we do have an idea of what's right and wrong for the mm-hmm. world. Definitely. And yet the universe doesn't really care about that as much. Definitely. Because all of it exists, as you said, and it's, it's going, <laughs> we do affect the world. Yes. Yes. But what we resist also affects the world. Yes. Oh, I <laughs> so love it. So we're just saying, let's go for the happy, good things, which I'm, I'm not saying you're saying. Jill, no, I, I, n- do not take that personally. Just commenting on my own, like <laughs> yeah. thinking no, I love myself. it. I love this perspective. Then where there's something that's getting pushed out into somewhere else in this, like making world. something wrong, yeah, or rejecting something yes. so much. Thanks for that. As you were saying, like the villain and the hero, yes, piece, and then also when you were saying that having being a person in a family that had the symptoms of addiction wasn't just you no you know that was a whole family experience it definitely that was. came you know out visibly through ways. you in yeah. ways yes but where was the resistance somewhere else yeah mine found its container yeah right? in that um and you know that's all i'll speak for <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Where, but but it was definitely part of an, a, a much larger dynamic so um yeah, a lot of a lot of nobody wants to go back through their whole childhood and look at everything, right? You know, right. I mean, who would do that? You know, if I said we're going to go and start like at your first memory and you know, spend years doing I, this, right? I used to do that for fun. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I still do. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I do it for fun with other people. Right, that's right. But sometimes and it's going part of, through it's it. It's definitely so part of the process because there's so much wisdom here. You know, how did I? I didn't just like wind up like 50 years old sitting here, you know, with my life experiences. They they created um, themselves in the space of me. And so there is information. But, I, you know, I tell all every client, like if we're going back, we're, you know, in time, it's to retrieve some sort of wisdom and to heal. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're never just going to go back and look at something and go, wow, that really sucked. Just, nice. just to say that, <laughs> right? You know, like, right. let's go retrieve a pile of garbage and then just like not do anything with it. You know, I would never oh, ask somebody image. to do that. Like, let's never. just go get the garbage you threw out three days ago. Yeah, and then I'm just gonna like put it on your lap and ask you to like go have the, a great day. But that is sort of the image that we have and the resistance that we have to looking at painful experiences or unhealed experiences or things that we live in judgment with ourselves around is that we're just going to go back and retrieve a bunch of garbage and then not have anything to, you know, help us get rid of that or help us move forward unencumbered by that. 
Well, it sounds like you found treasure there. Yeah. And probably garbage too. Yes, but <laughs> right. Turning your garbage into treasure, you know, is or what you think is garbage. Um, I really mean it when I say that uh, having alcoholism and uh, struggling with disordered eating was the best thing that ever happened to me because of the gifts that have come forth through my healing around those two mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and other things too. You know, it, it's uh, it's and that's available to anybody. I'm just a you know little speck. In Ro- living in Rochester Hills, Michigan, like doing my life over here. I'm no different than anybody. I'm um, unique and special, but also just average and the same, you know, as anybody. And that's, it really is a process that's available to anybody who wants to shift and, and transition through something that they might not understand in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I knew while I was going through all the hard things in my life that someday that would be the treasure or that would be the wisdom. It would have been so much easier, but we don't know that when we're in it. Right. But to have that perspective about whatever in our lives has been a huge struggle that perhaps there's some gold there. Yeah. And it helps. Don't don't you think it helps us like the next time a challenge comes up, we go, okay, well, I survived that. I found wisdom in it. I might not lo- love what's happening to me right now, but I do believe that that same process will take place and that there's going to be wisdom that's coming from this hard time mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I, do I don't have, have to like get into a real fearful place about it or some kind of place of resistance or like, I can't do it. You know, like, oh, this is so terrible. Um, because <laughs> well, sometimes Jill, I'm like, this is awful, and I and inside I'm laughing at myself, and I know it. Yeah, and I just like to be like, this is awful. I know. Well, we all do. <laughs> Everything's so bad, <laughs> and then I laugh at myself. <laughs> I love it, which is for me like a healthier place. It is. Then it is not doing that, not expressing oh, that <laughs> completely because we're humans, right? You know, to be. To be able to turn around and just, you know, laugh or or go, yeah, I mean, you're, you know, I'll let it go when I damn well feel like letting it go, okay? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know I'm in resistance, right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, like, you I'm just not ready, so just leave me alone in my resistance cave over here, yeah. you know, right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I love, I mean, there are, I, I just, <laughs> To give yourself the permission I do. for that. It's the permission that's really the healing, the yeah. work, you know? To say, yeah, yeah I, yeah, I know I'm completely like off center and acting totally ridiculous right now. Yep. And I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to stay here until I don't feel like staying here anymore. Right. Yeah. I think it's the freedom that. Yeah, it is. The freedom and the permission. It is freedom. That is the empowerment. It, you know, we, we, we hear the words like, being in our power, mm-hmm. like the power is the freedom, yeah, of whatever place you want to be in. That's right. It's not being in your strongest, not no tears, you know, no. fierce going forward place. It's going backwards if you want to. It's crying in the corner if you want to. Yes, it's hiding yourself in the closet for three days. I don't know, right? And accepting all of it. It is. Do it. Don't do it. Whatever you choose, just, you know, try to stay out of judgment 
with yourself around it. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. just what I'm choosing right now. I, I get it. And, and it doesn't have to make sense to you. That's the freedom. Like it really doesn't have That's to make it. sense to other people. It just needs to be something that you're, you know, I'm aware of it and I'll, I'll uh, move through it on my own time. Yeah. A lot of freedom in that. And when you are in the judgment, when I'm in the judgment, just completely notice it. That's <laughs> totally it too. Like, I think that in and of, of itself is like a lot. That's a lot. You know, it, if it, you could just really, get to that yeah, place, right? You're like, <laughs> oh, you know, it, I'm aware. I'm aware of it. Yeah. Being aware of it doesn't mean, and I change it the second I become, you know, aware like that. That's for it, you know, can feel forced. But just to say, yeah, I'm aware of it. So. Like and, you know, right? Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. So what? Famous dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I love my, my three periods in a row. Don't I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I really do. Oh Screw the comma. I'm in the three dots. <laughs> Punctuation discrimination. She wants you to pause. No. <laughs> what? A breath? <laughs> well, Jill, it's fabulous to have you on the show. Oh my I, gosh, such I a just, pleasure. I just Always. love you. And you are you just bring so much fun to the work and mm. honesty and vulnerability. I appreciate all all of what you bring. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Always, always a pleasure to be with you. Okay, Jill, tell us about your upcoming workshop. Oh, yeah, my workshop. I'm so excited for this one. This um, It's called The Passion Project. And Yummy. my colleague, friend, sister, soul sister, uh, Holly Mihalik and I are doing this workshop together. Holly is another coach who is also another teacher in my life um, and also a really dear friend and brings her own um, body of wisdom and life experience to this workshop in a in a different and similar way the, than I do. So Lovely. we're chosen to collaborate on the Passion Project. It's a weekend workshop for women um, that's coming up in November, the seventeenth and eighteenth. Did I say that already? No, nope. no. Okay, nope. seventeenth November seventeenth and eighteenth. It's taking place in Auburn Hills at the Spring Hill Suites um, in Auburn Hills, Michigan. So there's an opportunity to stay overnight. Grab a friend, grab um, a sister, or um, just come by yourself and spend a weekend getting to know yourself, exploring and discovering your passion and your purpose. So it's a two-day workshop that's going to involve um, discovering what gifts and talents and experiences you've had that are burning to come to life in your life, mm. and, and then spending the next day uh, declaring that. And working through maybe some limiting beliefs and fears that we have around just fully being in ourself, you know, and our mm -hmm. passion. So mm -hmm. I see a need for that in all of the clients that I work with. Uh, it's sort of like this disconnect goes on. And I think we've touched on it here mm -hmm. in this in this conversation that this uh, disconnect is a natural part of being human that we get into other people's stories and we take on other people's beliefs and all of a sudden one day we turn around and our life doesn't really feel like as connected as we want or we're not really um, using our gifts and talents in the way that we had hoped to. And so this workshop is a, just an awesome opportunity to come and explore what it is that you really want for yourself and how to get there. That sounds beautiful. Yeah. 
I, I also I'm so excited about it. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyone going to this feels called to this. I think it's just going to get so much out of it. Holly was on the podcast also. Oh, she was. Yeah. So if you're listening into this and you want to get in touch, connected with Holly and her voice, you can go to CandiceWu.com/slash/Holly, and there's her podcast. Um, but yeah, I think anyone who feels called to it is going to get so much out of it. The order of things that you just you created together. I love how there's this declaration on day two. Is that right? Yes. And then working through the fears and the resistance that comes up because that's that's the way it is, right? When we say this is what we want or what we are about, then the flood comes then, in. Then, right? <laughs> yep. Then it's the one thing to like, declare it. We all love to de- stand on the mountaintop and declare, and then the work comes in. Yeah. And then we go, How then do it starts I do pouring, it? <laughs> <laughs> pouring rain, and you're like, "Oh, I'm here on the mountain, and it's raining." Yeah. And but but yeah, to to look at those, it's so valuable because that process is is what happens for me, where the fears come after I f- I feel into what I want. And it's just my soul wanting to cleanse out the stuff that doesn't fit in anymore That's right. because I decided something new. Yes. So um, how powerful. And Perfect. I invite everyone who's listening, who's a woman, because it's a woman's it's a, workshop. Yeah, it's a woman's workshop. To check that out. Awesome. So can can I, uh, I, did, I don't think I said the website. It's yeah. passionproject.life. Passionproject.life. Perfect. And that'll and be linked can, in the show notes yeah, too. And you can go there and... Um, look at uh, the specifics of the weekend and there's all all the registration and uh, hotel information and all of that great stuff uh, is is all there on the website so awesome yeah. awesome check that out and where can people find you Joe and they can find me uh, on jillmasura.com excellent and if you stay tuned this week Jill is offering a an experience of EFT tapping. Do you want to say something about that before we uh, close for sure? Sure. Yeah. So um, EFT tapping was a tool. You know, we talked about tools, right? Mm-hmm. Um, healthy tools of coping uh, was a tool that I found that really moved my life and transformed my life in a way that made sense and made me feel better in my body and in my thoughts, and um, and actually gave me a, t- a coping tool to to help me move th- forward through fear and stress. And, and so it's something that I use in my life every day. And it's something that I use with my clients, uh, each and every one. So I am going to be offering general experience of tapping around purpose. Ooh. Yes. So I can't wait. That'll that be great. available for everybody. Um, link to the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll air just a couple of days after this podcast, but it will still be linked to your your link. So it's CandiceWu.com slash Jill. Perfect. With a, with a J. Nice. So. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. This was really... What an um, honor. Oh, such an honor and really fun to delve into things and and banter a little bit and, and hear your story. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, Jill. Thank you so much for all of you out there listening to our conversation. If you have questions for either of us, feel free to reach out to us. The information for Jill is in the show notes below, but you can find her at jillmasura.com and check out her passion project that's coming up in November. I felt really invigorated by our conversation and I just don't know what's going to show up 
each time. And as we concluded this conversation, we began talking about how to know when to let go or to keep pushing forward or when to hop off the train. And so I've been left with those thoughts. And this is the end of the podcast. So we will just hop off this train now. So I hope you enjoyed this and see you next time on the Embody Podcast.